Hi, this is Anthony Esposito from the infamous Ace Freely Band. Hello, my name is Blaze Bailey. Hi, this is Bruce Gillies. Hey, this is Chuck Billy from Testament right here on Mars Attack. Hey, everyone, this is Dave Menachetti from YNT. This is Dave Starr from Wildstar. What's up? This is Doc Coyle from the band God Forbid. All right, this is Jason from uh, Kings of Modesty. What's happening? This is Jeremy Goldberg from Age of Evil. Hey, what's up? This is Joey Z from Life of Agony. I'm Rasmus Bluberg from New Keepers of the Water Towers. Hey, this is Tim Ripper Owen. Hey, this is Steven from I Wrestle the Bear Once. Hey, this is Wolf from the This is Bobby Bliss from Overkill. You stay tuned. Hi, this is Robert Kleshner. Hey, everybody, this is Bobby Rock. Hey, this is Tara. And this is Ivy. And we're half of Kitty. And you're listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, what's up? This is Mercedes from Kitty. And you are listening to Mars Attacks. Welcome, everyone, to episode number nine of Mars Attacks. In this episode, we will have two interviews. Uh, an interview that I conducted with Mercedes Lander from Kitty a few months back. It was back in December. And uh, another interview that I conducted with Tara and Ivy from Kitty back in March when I was lucky enough to see them at BB Kings in New York with God Forbidden One Stacy. In any event, um, what we'll do is we'll have the Terra and the Ivy portion first, and then follow it up with Mercedes, which is the longer uh, of the two interviews. And um, pretty much we wanted to line this up with Kitty going out on the road with ICP, which is going to start this weekend, May 9th. So go to kittyrocks.com and check out all the dates and uh, all the information surrounding the band. And uh, that's pretty much it. Let me leave you with a little of my plague before jumping into the interview with Tara and Ivy. And as usual, we'll come out of the interview with some more Kitty, some more of me blabbing away, and then more music and jumping on into the Mercedes portion. So hang tight. Here we go. We have an interview with Ivy and Tara from Kitty. Yeah. And uh, we're going to ask them a few questions regarding the tour, regarding the album, and things that I'm sure they've heard a million times before. So let's try to bore them the least amount as possible. So uh, what was it for you guys like recording in the black? It was an amazing experience, really. I mean, for me, Ivy, it was my <laughs> first uh, t- like recording experience with this band. So. Uh, it was really kind of like brought me closer together with everyone as a family and we lived together in like a trailer in the middle of nowhere in Ontario <laughs> and it was really awesome and we were out there for like a month and all we did is record and hang out and eat good food it was, it was really cool seems like it's probably when the band really started to gel together right which which I think really translates onto the album because we were right. all in 
Everybody was in good headspace. We knew the producer, so it was a really comfortable situation. Mm -hmm. So uh, even though it's a very hateful album, you can definitely <laughs> hear that everyone's very settled. I think you can definitely hear it when you listen to the album front to back. Yeah, it's really cohesive. Yeah. That's what I mentioned to Mercedes, that from front to back, you could really tell that every song really had a lot of work going into yeah. it, whereas she had accredited maybe uh, the production factor not being as strong on the other albums right. and maybe weakening the other albums somewhat, whereas this is really strong all the way from start to yeah. finish, in my opinion. Cool. Yeah, thank you. It was mostly <laughs> just a really comfortable situation for all of us, which makes it so much easier to work with. You just do what you want to do, especially when you're artists. Right, right, right. And she said there was no pressure from any nothing. labels There's or anything nothing. else. Yep. So it's good. It just it flowed. Cool. Yeah. Um, as far as the show tonight, how many songs are you guys playing off the album? Oh, off the album, six. Make I us think. think. Six. Yeah. Six. Oh, five four. or six. Yeah, like yeah. Cool. So that definitely shows that you guys are very yeah. happy with the oh, album. Oh yeah. And want to showcase the new stuff. Definitely. Right, right, right. There's stuff off every album though, because there's 15 songs. So. Right. So okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's funny I was mentioning to your tour manager before after doing the initial interview with Mercedes I was surprised at how many people actually came out and started commenting about not only this album but yeah. everything else you know especially overseas where yeah. maybe isn't as common as it is in the states for you guys to tour and everything else yeah. but it was really cool well, to we see. definitely got probably the best publicity we've ever got so far on this album right of all the albums best feedback that's for sure right on reviews and and uh New fans, we made a lot of new fans, that's for sure. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, what are your tour plans after this? There's some rumors out there on the web that... Uh, that's not a rumor. <laughs> it's not a rumor, okay. It's, it's out official. ICP is that's official. That's you're talking about new fans, I think we're going to make a lot of new fans, because <laughs> that's a whole different world. I mean, they're like a big underground following. They're like, it's family, really. They're all like juggalos, you know. There's right. going to be thousands of them every night, so going to be great for us, I think, as brand new exposure to people that have never seen us. Right, and that's where it's all at. I mean, yeah. a lot of people don't realize that what you want to do is expand to yes. oh, new definitely. audiences. Because yeah. your yeah. foundation, your core fans are always going to be there regardless. Definitely. So you want to bring like those... to make some more really dedicated yeah. fans, because Kitty definitely has some of the most dedicated fans in the world. Right. ICP definitely has dedicated yes. fan base. Right, right, right. So, so to share their fans would be wonderful. Cool. Yeah. And how long is that tour going to run for? Uh, just over a month, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Any plans on... I'm sorry, I cut you guys off. to June 9th, I believe. Okay, cool. Uh, any plans on going over to Europe again, doing any of the festivals this summer? Uh, there's no plans for Europe right now, but we're okay. all, we're uh, almost certainly booked up for the rest of the year. So okay, cool. There's things we can't talk about, but keep looking on the internet. Okay, excellent. Once they're released... Okay. The tour cycle, how long do you guys imagine the entire thing to go for? Just to the end of this year, and you guys are looking to do an album after that? or? Um, there's no definite plans right now. Okay. All we know so far is that we'll be touring up until the end of the year. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Gotcha. Um, as far as gear is concerned, mm -hmm. I've seen you with a gold Les Paul, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. <laughs> is uh, What model Les Paul is that? It's a replica of, I believe, a 59, and it's a custom shop. Okay. Yeah. What uh, pickups do you have in that? Uh, they're just stock pickups. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. So nothing... They're all Gibson pickups. Everything about that guitar wow. is Gibson. Cool. Yeah. 
And Ivy, what are you playing? Uh, I've actually just recently started playing some Warwick. Uh, okay. I've always, always wanted a Warwick, and I'm really happy with it. Actually, I got a Corvette double buck, and it's just got a boom and sound. I mean, I've got, you know, everybody, every other bass player and every other band's like, oh my god, I love the way your bass sounds, so I'm really <laughs> happy with it. Jealousy. Yes. Cool. Very cool. What's it been like for you guys to gel with the Lander sisters? Was there any intimidation going in because they've been around for... 10 years, more or less? No, I don't think so. I think it's more just been like, I guess I've been around for five years, so it's hard to think about what it was like at first to even remember. Five years is quite some time, but it seems to me like it's been just a natural progression. Right. At first, of course, it was was like, you can't just hop into a bin and and meld with them perfectly, but it's been a while, and I think we're both there, uh, I'm referring to Ivy and me, where we're both... um, it feels like a band mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, two people doing everything and just kind of hiring right. on some hired guns, but it just feels like a unit. Gotcha. So, I mean, I can't really describe how it's got to this point, but it's okay. pr- pretty much years of playing and playing and playing, and, and we're, we're definitely a gelled band. Yeah, we're most definitely like a family now. It's, you know, I mean, we, we live together on the road, and even at home, like, we'll do the Christmas dinners and whatever, and like hang out. I mean, we all get along great, so it's awesome. Cool. I, and I don't remember there ever being really yeah. awkward, you know, anything. Like, even when I first met the girls, they're all so down to earth and just really cool, so it was never a problem. Okay, cool. Um, what do you what do you feel has been the strongest point of all of you coming together that easily? There was never any pressure, I'm assuming, put on you guys, whereas with other members, maybe it was a little more I think, difficult. I think, you know, we just clicked. Like, you know, some people you get along with and some you don't. And I think we just all, like, we're on the same page musically. We are all really easygoing people. We like to chill. We like to be on the road. We're, and and I definitely think it just have the same out. goals. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, everybody goes through different band members before they find a solid lineup. But yeah. Right. It's just yeah. that these girls started really, like, were pushed into the spotlight at an early age. So, right. Uh, they, they were exposed to that more so than right. other bands. What did Kitty mean to you guys before joining the band? Do you see them as pioneers to an extent? What they did initially with their first few albums, the notoriety that they received? Um, I mean, honestly, I have a lot of respect for their previous albums, but I wasn't. Um, I, I wouldn't have called myself uh, a fan, like not that I'm not a fan of their of their previous music, but I honestly didn't didn't know too much of what was going on um, in recent times. I had been out to a show. Their management asked me to come out to a show, and I was so impressed. And I really mm-hmm. didn't. The, honestly, the last time I had really heard from them was uh, Spit Era. Okay. Spit Era Kitty, and so when I came out to a show, I was really uh, taken aback by how good they were right. in their stage presence and just their all-round skill was really impressive. It's not that I didn't expect them to be good, it's just they were so good live that it, it really took me back. Right. Yeah. And that's maybe a credit to why the band has been able to of course, be of around course. for so many years. Yeah. If you can't bring it to the live show. Yeah, setup. if it was just about being a bunch of 15-year-old girls, they'd have... They'd, uh, on the towel in by now. Yeah, yeah, I, I got you. Yeah, and fans wouldn't, wouldn't be coming out still. So. Right. Well, that was something that I asked Mercedes if she felt that the name or that the term pioneer yeah. was fitting for the band, and she sort of played it off. But if you really yeah. look at it, you know, the Spit era, they had a gold album. Yep. 
And, you know, up until that time, you know, you had some female fronted bands in the 80s, but Kitty yeah. was the next, you know, it link was, in the it, chain it was of. the next uh, all girls to be that, that successful. That's for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, if you think about it, the only other band that maybe parallels what Kitty has done is maybe Angela Grasso with Arch Enemy. It was right around the same time that both came out. Kitty actually came out slightly before them. So so I do think, you know, they should be put on that pedestal as being yeah. a big influence yeah, for a lot of people. They definitely should be a lot more respected than they are. Yeah. I think so. Cool. Um, what do you guys foresee doing after the tours up anything at the moment or hopefully writing if we get some okay. time we'll go straight into writing cool um but again we never know what's going to happen by the end of the year <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> right i mean we have tours lined up for pretty much the rest of the year so hopefully we'll be real busy and playing lots of shows and some fans and yeah well, i mean we're always even on the road like we're writing stuff all the time so okay there definitely be some awesome stuff to look forward to in the coming year or so yep Cool. That was my next question. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, any uh, odd influences uh, that you two would like to... Uh, odd influences? Odd influences. Oh. Things that people would, wouldn't would expect that you'd be into. Oh, God. Tons of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like guitar-wise? Anything. Oh, guitar-wise. Oh, let's not get too dorky. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of like a blues-jazz fan. Okay. Time, and so when I was younger, I was mostly classic rock, which isn't that that far off but I was really into uh, like John Lee Hooker big okay. Stevie Ray Vaughan fan um, buddy guy for sure he's like showman he's right. one of the best showmen out there mm -hmm. like live performers um, I, mean, I think we all listen you'd be shocked if you went to our iPods I think right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. well that's cool yeah. you know that also helps I'm sure influence Oh, definitely. Some of the music, I think you it know? makes it helps you uh, make your own sound. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? As a musician, you have to appreciate like every style of music. There's good and bad in every genre. Yep. And yep. it's like if you don't open your mind to it all, you're never going to learn something new. So this music's music. Yeah. When you love music, there I can't understand anybody ever just listening to one style or or just specifically blocking out one style because it's not cool or yeah, you know, yeah. what have you. I'm with you guys 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That's often something that I talk about that yeah. I hate all these little subgenres oh, because yeah. it's either good or bad you know yep, either it, you it love is. it or you hate it it's you know funny when people uh, or interviewers seem to get sometimes shocked by the fact that we don't just listen to metal yeah. it's just yeah. like one style that's it. I don't want to listen to death well, metal. I don't want to yeah, listen to tra thrash yeah. or whatever, hardcore. Yeah, like, yeah. why not? There's uh, plenty of that rampant on the web yeah. where people are like, oh, you know, I have to stay true. To, I can only listen to Norwegian black metal because that's the only true form of metal. What? And that's yeah. when the metal <laughs> separation that comes, like, though. Or something, or they're like, you know, create their little cliques. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. The cheerleaders and the... Jocks yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's definitely no difference. That's why there's kind of a, a tension throughout the metal community. Sometimes you see fans rooting for their band, and because they're there for a certain band, they'll almost feel like they're rooting against you. Yeah, right. And, yeah, and it, you should. It's all music. No matter what, everybody should just... I've, you know, I've seen. It seems like we're lacking a little love. Yeah. You know, in our genre, I don't want to say that because like, within the bands, we're all like metal bands are pretty tight with each other. Well, I, 
was at a festival last year, and there was a pretty predominant lead singer that came out on stage and trashed pretty much everyone else that came on after them, except for Machine Head. Right. That's not. So, I mean, if it's the band doing it, that's just horrible. Like, I don't know. I, I see a lot of fans that are like, oh my God, I can't believe Kitty's out with this band, or I can't believe this band's out with Kitty, or whatever. And it's funny to me seeing that, and then, like, we're hanging out with these bands backstage, having a great time, and being like, we're we all love each other. Yeah. We're like, yeah. family. We're, it's amazing. And their fans are like, oh no, we can't like them because we like this kind of music. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Abs- absolutely. And, yeah, they don't realize, like, that we, we're all one big community. And yeah. We have to, and and there's a lot of respect that you guys have back and forth between all these bands, you know, yeah. there's something that... Regardless of the style, we were all just out there watching Gwen Stacy in their right. hardcore band, and we love those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, so, done, awesome. I've done a show on hardcore, on punk, trying to get across to people how, look, you know, there are little things from here that seep into metal, some metal mm-hmm. that seeped across, and... Mm-hmm. Although you want to say, you know, and that's what I call the show, The Crossover. So I had, like, you know, everything from hardcore bands to suicidal tendencies to, like, thrash how, you know, hey, look, you know, this came from here or vice versa. So It's good to point it out. Yeah, people people like being ignorant. So what can you do? (laughs) So um, uh, what's been the funnest tour you guys have been on so far? Oh, I think I'm going to say the most fun I've had on tour was probably the last time we were in Europe. Okay. Because we, it was us, It Dies Today, and a band from the UK called Malphite. And we, okay. all, we all shared a bus. Maleficent. Malefice. <laughs> uh, it was... It was kind of out of control. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, having know. like 60 people sharing one bus. It could have it could have been awful, or it could have been great. And it was great, and that was wonderful. Cool. 16 people is a lot of people in one bus. That's a lot of space to not have. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, Mercedes had mentioned you guys did the same thing with. Um, Forget the name of the band now. They have a female lead singer who's black. Um, oh, uh, they, they, straight line straight stitch. No, that was just they a favor on, to them. Yeah, they they had some problems with, with their, their bus. Their yeah, yeah, yeah. And they uh, hopped on our bus for a few days while their van was being repaired. So they had right. the transmission blew or whatever. And we did. Yeah, well, I mean, we had a great time with them too. Like it just it wasn't planned that way. It right, right, right. It wasn't like a sharing incident. It was kind of, they were on for a few days. It was fun. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. All right. Would do you guys mind doing two uh, IDs for me? Yeah, that's for great. each one of the shows. That's and, great. Yeah. Okay, the English shows that I have are called Mars Attacks. So Mars Attacks. Yeah, just like the movie. So you guys, if you just name the show and say whatever else you want after that, that would be cool. Cool. Uh, it's just like, hey, this is Tara. This is I'm Ivy. You're listening to Mars Attacks. Do you want to say it or do you want me to? Okay. That sounds cool. Hey, this is Tara. And this is Ivy. And, and we're, we're Kitty. <laughs> you want to do it again? Do you want to say we're a kitty? kitty? Yeah. Do you want to say we're half a kitty? I don't care. Hey, this is Tara. And this is Ivy. And we're half of Kitty. And you're listening to Mars Attacks. Cool. The Spanish show is called Fusion Sonica. Do you want to say it? You can speak Spanish? Well, if you tell me how to say it, I'll say it. <laughs> well, in Spanish I have a good is. Accent. Okay, in Spanish is Fusion Sonica. Fusion Sonica? Yeah. Am I saying it right? Fusion Sonica. Fusion Sonica. Yeah, that's good. Fusion Sonica. Cool. Hey, this is Ivy. Hola, this is Tara. We're half of Kitty, and you're listening to Fusion Sonica. Kick ass. <laughs> and one, 
One last thing I want to mention. Mercedes lied to me. You guys aren't as short as she said you guys were. <laughs> Did you expect some midgets? <laughs> no. She said, she said, no, no, I'm the tallest person in the band. She says, I'm 5'7", so I'm imagining, all right, well, around your height. <laughs> I'm like but, the same height as her. I know. Close. Morgan's the only kind Sometimes of short Sometimes Mercedes exaggerates a bit. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> you go little kitty with die my darling coming off of in the black a song that they just shot a video for and uh, as i mentioned previously their tour starts this weekend with icp with insane insane clown posse excuse me don't want to uh, offend any juggalos out there and uh, if you haven't checked in the blackout definitely do so and uh you know i'm very sincere when I talk to them, you know, if I don't like a group or like their album or whatever, uh, I haven't really come across an instance where I've actually interviewed someone where I haven't dug their music, so uh, I can honestly stick by that, and, and I'm not full of shit when I'm telling you that I think In the Black is a great album, so check it out, and uh, what we'll do is we'll listen to little bit more of Die My Darling and get into the interview piece with Mercedes. Mercedes Lander from Kitty. Hello. And uh, we're going to talk about a few different things uh, regarding Kitty and Mercedes herself. And starting off, what type of a reception have you received from Into the Black? Um, In the Black, has, it seems to me that uh, In the Black has gotten a great reception from our fans. And I, it seems to me like a lot of people are really surprised with this album. I think... Um, I think it's the album that we kind of always wanted to make, but for some reason never had the resources to make, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, so we're definitely really happy with it, and we've just literally been just so excited about this album, and I think uh, our core fans are just so happy about it as well, and um, we're raking in new people every day, so cool. it seems to me like 
Like uh, everybody seems to be enjoying the, the album. Well, it's interesting you say that because listening to this album, it seems much more cohesive than some of the other albums, some of the previous few albums anyway, where this whole album has really good songs all the way through from start to finish. I think, I think with us, I think the songs have always really been there, but I think the production was the problem with a lot of our albums. I mean, okay. we've always kind of, um, I don't think we've had a good match yet. Okay. Um, with our recordings, um, up until now. And, um, I think the closest that we ever really got was Oracle, our second record to what we wanted to kind of sound like on the, on an, on a, on a, on a re, uh, recording. Okay. Um, and Siegfried was, uh, was, uh, the guy who did in the black is, actually was third engineer or something like that on uh, Oracle, which was kind of nice. So oh, okay. he ended up opening his own studio and um, we ended up doing the album with him. And I, I think, you know, he had the right vision. He didn't want to try and change us like a lot of people have tried to. Sure. Um, it just seems to me like a lot of the times that's, you know, people go into the studio and they, you know, think that they, or they try to, you know, make us something that we're not. Okay. And that's usually out of our hands. You know what I mean? We can't, sure. I, I don't know how to twist knobs. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, and I definitely wouldn't know how to twist knobs and make myself sound good or the way I wanted to. So, sure. um, I think with, with this album, we finally found somebody that had the same vision as us, Okay. which was nice. Okay. And you know, that's very interesting because I mean, throughout all the different fads that come along, I'm assuming that, you know, the companies probably hire someone to say, okay, well, so-and-so had a hit with this song. So let's, let's see if we can craft Kitty into making a, a, you know, their own version of this song. You know, I'm sure that happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Not so much with the writing. I think, I think with it's with us, it's more like the production as okay. I was saying, you know what I mean? A lot of people try and make us sound a lot lighter than we really are. <laughs> right. And this is like, honestly, this, this album is the closest to our live show. It's the closest recording. You know, that's interesting that you say that because, uh, you know, I've read a lot of times online or I've talked to people about Kitty. And unfortunately, when a band comes out during a certain era, they're always grouped in with certain things. So, you know, you hear a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, Kitty's was just one of those new metal bands or whatever. And it's always like blown my mind because I'm like, have you heard Oracle? You know, have you heard the progression where, you know, the, where the vocals went, where the music went, you know, it may have come out during a certain period, but the band didn't stay there, you know? Yeah, I definitely, I think, you know, especially with like a, a lot of those bands that came out with, uh, a, a, like along with us that came out around the same time, they were completely different. I, we never fit in with anybody, even with our first album. I don't think we ever really fit in with anybody. I think, and the te the true test is the test of time. And all those bands, I would say 90% of the bands that we played with on OzFest 2000 are gone. Right. 90% of them. They're all, bro they're all broken up mm -hmm. or whatever. You know what I mean? And the true test is the test of time. We're still there. I, I mean, I, I honestly, I think we, we never fit in. <laughs> we have <laughs> never fit in anywhere. And I kind of like it that way because we can play with anybody. You know what I mean? We can always, you know, tailor our set to, you know, any sort of audience, which I kind of like. Um, this is actually the first lineup 
that you've had with the band that's been more or less together for a few years, has it been also difficult not only to find the perfect producer, but to find the perfect bandmates to make the band work? Yeah, it, you know what, though? It, it's it's so hard, especially nowadays. People are just looking for this this instant gratification kind of thing. Sure. I guess people get into a situation and don't realize how hard it really is. They think it's all limos and champagne and, you know, it's, it's not like that. You know what I mean? And, right. You know, Morgan and I were breaking our necks to, you know, make sure that these people that played with us in the past got paid. And at the end of the day, they didn't write any songs. They didn't do anything. You know what I mean? They just <laughs> right. sat on stage and maybe recorded on an album parts that really had nothing to do with being, writing a song. You know what I mean? So, right. And sometimes they didn't even record on the album part. Well, parts of it anyway. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, it's just, I think, I think, you know, now we finally have people that appreciate how hard it actually is. Also, we have, you know, people in the band that have, you know, struggled to be musicians for a very long time. You know what I mean? Right. You know, Tara's, Tara was in a cover band for years before, you know, like playing bars in southwestern Ontario for a long time, you know what I mean? Like right. and Ivy was in a lot of other bands, you know. So it's um it's nice to finally have people that um you know appreciate it and want to work for the band instead of themselves. You know what I mean? Right. There's a, I just feel like um in the past there were a lot of people that wanted to be the center of attention and kind of lost sight of the fact that it's a band and it's a group effort sure. instead of, you know, me, 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 let me wear the sluttiest clothes so I could, you know, look <laughs> the best or, and people can think I'm the hottest and, you know, whatever. Right. You don't even know the shit I've had to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, so it's nice. Finally, we have some awesome people that, you know, contribute and are really nice people and at the end of the day are a lot of fun to hang out with and that's the most important thing you know sure. having a good time with somebody on the road sure absolutely is is there any interaction between you and any of those former members not really i think the only person that i see on a regular basis oh i see i see trish quite frequently her and i are still friends and i see tanya our first bass player a lot okay but she's like a high school friend, you know what I mean? Sure. She she quit the band like in like 1999. So two of them. I I mean honestly, like what what am I gonna say to those other people? Nothing. I have nothing to say to them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Now that you mentioned that, the first album came out roughly 10 years ago, and actually you did say that you think that the music really has attributed to the uh, band's longevity this entire time you know and it's interesting because i think a lot of bands that have come out after you guys and um i would say that you know around the same time you guys came out uh was when angela grasso joined arch enemy mm -hmm. and i mean honestly i think both kitty coming out and angela joining that band are almost the link between the evolution of, say, the previous um, metal with women fronting bands or, or women being in bands to what a lot of the bands are doing now. Have you ever seen Kitty in that sort of light? I don't know. 
I think the difference between us and all the other female fronted bands is that we play music and we write music. Okay. And they just sit there and sing. You know what I mean? They sing or scream or whatever. We're there playing instruments. So I don't think that we really have, I mean, other than the fact that they're women and we're women, I don't really think that we have much in common with them. Okay. Because we're musicians and we're playing music. We're not just, you know, we're, we're writing our own music. We're, you know, everything that we've contributed to the band is from a, a female perspective. Whereas, you know, all the other bands are just basically girls singing. I think that's what sets us apart from all those bands. But I mean, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen any, I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I don't even think about it like a lot of times. Um, <laughs> like, uh, I, I don't, I don't even really listen to a lot of that type of music anymore, I guess. Okay. And haven't for a really long time, just because I find like a, the whole, especially in North America, the whole metal scene is like really super oversaturated with a lot of bands that sound the same. Right. Absolutely. So I try and stay away from that. And I'd rather go, you know, drive in my car and listen to Ride the Lightning than, you know, listen to some new band that, is ripping off Bride the Lightning. You know what I mean? I haven't heard. I've I've never even actually heard Arch Enemy. Is that is that horrible? No kidding. Wow. I've never. I've actually <laughs> never heard them. I've never heard um, a lot of bands. So <laughs> I know I can't speak for the rest of the, the the rest of the band, but I've never personally like heard any of those bands. Okay. Fair enough. I've heard Carcass before, though, so I mean, I like Carcass. So, <laughs> so, so you know who Michael Amad is, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, sort of what I was trying to get at as well is that you guys actually received airplay in the states and in Canada. Um, you guys also have a gold album in the states. So, a lot of these other bands that, even if they're, you know, uh, today's fad or whatever, don't have that to their credit, you know. Yeah, you'd be surprised how much that doesn't, like, matter, though. You know what I mean? People still, you know, I don't know. I It's wonderful that, like, I'm so proud of that. But, you know, other people seem to not be. You know what I mean? Like, um, a lot of people uh, just, I mean, they expect more of you because you have that, I guess. Okay. They expect you to sell that every time. And it's just completely impossible with nowadays, like, downloading and stuff like that. Right. So, you know, you're... You sell, you sell half of that, and you're a failure. You know what I mean? Even though half those other half of those people that bought the the first album are downloading your music now. You know what I mean? So, it's not really fair, but I mean, it's it's one of my greatest accomplishments, and my plaque is sitting in my not finished music room in my home, waiting to be put up. I'm very proud of it, though. But I mean, I just you'd be surprised how much it doesn't actually count. Well, I mean, I I think that's cool, and you you touch on you know, a few things there, because I'm assuming those expectations come from, you know, the labels who, you know, are also partly to blame yeah. for why people are downloading things. So, you know, it's almost, you know, a dog chasing its own tail, you know? You know, I just, I'm just so happy making music and having a good time doing that. And it's just, it's, it sucks that people let numbers and I guess everything else, you know, get in the way, you know what I mean? We, 
we had, we definitely like as a band have had like a really rough go of it because we weren't really a part of like this the the circle of you know all the metal bands that are out today doing well we weren't really you know we came from canada we're not american mm-hmm. we don't you know we're not from massachusetts and we're not you know <laughs> friends with all everybody you know what i mean or right. you know so you know we don't get uh, i guess i guess we we've always kind of been like the lone the lone wolf kind of band you know what i mean we've always had to try and do everything ourselves and you know we've just uh we've never been accepted in like those kind of uh heavy metal social circles i guess gotcha okay speaking of different things with different accomplishments has there ever been any type of praise regarding your playing from one of your peers that's caught you by surprise not really no (laughs) (laughs) not really trying to think wow i don't know i think i think the biggest compliment i ever got wasn't from my playing or anything like that it was when pantera asked us to go out on tour with them okay that was the biggest compliment to me but other than that no not really okay (laughs) that was like that's like though having pantera you know have that and they personally asked like me which was really awesome. Like they pulled me aside and when we were on Ozfest and they asked me and I was like, Holy shit. You know what I mean? That's amazing. That's so amazing. Like heavy metal, heavy metal idols asking you to like, wow, that's insane. Absolutely. And I mean, looking back at, again, speaking of the evolution of metal, definitely one of the most important bands out there and having them personally ask you definitely has, that has to supersede gold albums or, uh, anything else that, you know, any critic or anyone else could say to you. For sure. For sure. You know what? At the end of the day, like I've kind of learned, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't, you can't pay attention to what people say. Sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> Good or bad because you don't want your head to get big or, or and it, you know, or, um, you know, a lot of times people are going to say bad things too. So you right. just don't listen to anybody and do what you want to do. That's, that's what my motto is. Sure. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it's so easy for someone just to say something negative, you know? So there's, I'm sure yeah. there's much more of that floating around. Oh, yes, I'm sure. But you know what? It's just, I think a lot of people, like, especially musicians, they rely on other people's opinions. And it's just, they sh- people shouldn't do that. Just be happy and do whatever you want to do. I hear you. No, that, that definitely makes sense. I mean, how many bands do you hear out there that, you know, as you're saying, listen to whatever so-and-so is telling them and they just try to hop on the, you know, the, the, the latest uh, trend and, you know, it just isn't the same. So, yeah, no, thanks. I don't like new music. Out of all of the other bands that you've toured with, aside from Pantera, what other tours have stood out to you? The last tour that we did was a lot of fun. Okay. That was with Straight Line Stitch. They, okay. Their van ended up breaking down, mm-hmm. and they ended up staying on the bus with us for almost two weeks. Ah, no kidding. Well, they got their van fixed. It was amazing. Like, there's, I think, 14 or 12 bunks in the bus, and there was 13 people. So their merch girl had to sleep in the back. But anyway, so it was basically like the fullest, messiest bus ever and it was just like they were so grateful and like we just let them we were just like you know whatever this is your home now until your van gets fixed 
And it was just, it was really refreshing and really nice to have those people out with us. Hopefully we get the favor return sometime. <laughs> when they get all big and huge, they can take us out on tour. Cool. Um, other than that, oh, I'm trying to think. Any other awesome bands? In 2007, we did a tour with It Dies Today, who's coming with us to Europe again. Okay. They are like one of my favorite bands to tour with because they're so much fun. And we're all kind of close to the same, we all live in the same area. Like they're they're from Niagara Falls, New York. Okay. So we're super close. So we always make sure to like hang out like on our off time and they're just really nice people and I'm, I'm very excited and we're sharing a bus with them too, which is really exciting. Cool. On this tour. So they're super nice people as well. Very cool. And that tour starts out? Uh, I guess I think the first show is what the second. Yeah, the looks like it. January in Germany, right? Yes, South America is our biggest, one of our biggest markets too. So. Cool, very cool. One of our, one of my favorite places to play, is basically the continent of South America. <laughs> Any place down there that sticks out to you the most? Uh, Chile. Oh, cool. Chile was amazing when we played there. It was literally like we got when we were leaving the venue, like we got attacked by like 2000 Chileans, like they were rocking our van and stuff like that. Right. Like, trying to get, it was amazing. We had, like such good shows. Like I can remember like, um, not being able to hear Morgan's voice while she was singing because they were all singing so loud. Wow. <laughs> and like, it's a complete language barrier. It's like they, right. you, the English is not their first language <laughs> at all. So yeah, it was definitely amazing. And same with uh, Brazil was really awesome in Mexico. We're hoping to do like Argentina and Venezuela and maybe a couple other places um, coming up soon. That's cool. That's very cool. You know, and, the, and all those countries definitely, as you said, are metal hotbeds. So. Oh, uh, you know what, too? And they're so much more appreciative than people in North America. Like, right. I just, <laughs> there's not like the oversaturation of people, you know, like that that you know oh well i've seen them before you know what i mean blah 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 you know it just seems to me like they they live in they live metal over there Mm -hmm. you know they are actually you know totally into it you know what i mean over there whereas people are a little more fickle with bands in north america right well and, and as you're saying you know you're so accustomed to having you know, uh, every band come through your town or, you know, something that's relatively close to you where with yeah. a lot of those countries, maybe you're hitting, you know, a max of three to four cities and they may be, you know, quite a few hours away from one another. So every one of those shows is a big event. So much more fun. And people are just so much more happy. Like they're so happy to like see you, you know what I mean? And right they appreciate you and they are just same with Europe. Europe's Europe's awesome. Like I always find that we get treated a lot better in Europe. It, it, I guess maybe, I don't know why actually, but <laughs> <laughs> just cause they're just nicer, I guess more nice. Um, like in America, it just feels like they throw a case of beer and a case of water at you. And like at the end of the night, tell you to go F yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> No kidding. Or as like, you know, in Germany or, you know, England or any of the other places in, you know, it, it just seems like they, you know, want to, you know, make sure that you're happy and you're okay. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Okay. And, and they feed you well and they make sure that you have, you know, a shower. Every venue in Europe has a shower. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever been to a venue that doesn't have a shower. You know what I mean? Huh. Okay. It's great. I love Europe. <laughs> well, it's, if it wasn't for the for the uh, for the really bad uh, language barrier, I think I would want to live there. But I am not too good with any other language except for English. Right. Well, and, <laughs> and aside from that, England being the only country that really speaks English is the most expensive in all of Europe. So. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. I do not want to live there. Uh, I like the sun. <laughs> well, actually, the. Uh, weather in the part of Spain that I'm from is just slightly better than it is in England. So oh. rains a lot. So um, have you guys played at any of the festivals uh, in Europe? Um, yeah, we did. Um, I think the last time we did the, the, the festivals was mm, 2002. Okay. We're looking to do the ones coming up this year or well, I guess in 2010. Right. We're looking to do them, so hopefully we get um, we get to do some June, July ish, perhaps. I hope so. Cool. There are a few uh, decent sized festivals here in Spain. Maybe we'll be lucky enough to see you. I hope so, because I've never played Spain before, and I really want to. Cool. Very cool. Who are you uh, currently endorsed by? Yamaha drums. Okay. Evans heads. Okay. Ahead sticks. Oh, and I have a guitar endorsement too, Ovation Guitars. <laughs> cool. I'm trying to think what else. What else do I have? Oh, Zildjian Cymbals. Okay. I think that's it. So we're like, we're almost uh, 99% uh, the same there. <laughs> yeah, except for the Ovation Guitars, right? Well, no, I was going to say um, my old setup that I had was everything that you have except for, instead of Yamaha, was a Pearl Kid, so... Oh, I see. Everything else is the same. It was just what was available in my youth. So, <laughs> uh, Pearl, Pearl. I always find their drums are too big for me. Okay. Like their toms, I feel like I have to like sit really high. They don't make the 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 reason why I'm with Yamaha is because they make um they make short toms like jazz toms. Okay. Because they have a lot of jazz players that play their drums. Right. So, um, they make toms that are shorter, so I can have a 22 inch kick drum mm-hmm. and be able to play my toms without like reaching to the sky. <laughs> gotcha. Cause I'm not really that tall. So interesting. You look to be the, in all the pictures, you always look to be the, the tallest in the band. I am the tallest in the band, but everybody's like really, really small. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only like, I'm only like a little bit, a little bit small. I don't know, like people, I had some guy when we were in Germany in November mm-hmm. of last year um, come up to me and be like, I thought you would be two meters tall. Two meters. Two meters. I was like, <laughs> that's like, that's like seven feet tall. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Yeah, no, I'm like five, seven. So I'm not, but yeah, so I'm not like overly tall or anything like that. Gotcha. It's just everybody else is like five, three. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, let's see. You have the um, ovation endorsement. Is that happened to be uh, due to Night of the Demons, or is that due to something else? No, the ovation is it's acoustic guitars. Right. So um, they uh, Morgan has a Hamer endorsement, and right. Hamer makes ovation guitars. Oh, no kidding. Okay. So um, basically, they were just like, oh well, we'll give you some. They gave the we got the endorsement because it's easier to write. Like, and, like, you know, play on the road and stuff like that with an acoustic. Gotcha. 
How much uh, writing do you actually do with the band on the acoustic? I suck at guitar, so um, <laughs> none for me. I just pl- I play a mean mouth guitar. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good at. No, I I I can play, but just not very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, would whatever works to uh, get the point across and uh, to r- write new songs, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And plus, it's always nice to have something that you can fiddle around with. Absolutely. How did uh, Poison Black come along? In 2005, Morgan and I uh, had some downtime, and we were really bored. (laughs) So we decided that we had been talking for a a long time about making clothes. And we kind of just decided that we were going to do it because we weren't exactly sure what we were going to be doing in the next little while. Okay. So we figured we had, we, we figured we had enough time to, you know, um, make our dreams come true, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so we ended up talking to our merch company and getting them to help us out with that. And so we started printing shirts and, um, we put up a website and, um, Pretty much, we've just been selling clothes online for the last little while. Cool. And is there any thoughts of evolving the line at all, or are you guys just keeping what's currently there um, available for, I don't know, the the next few months, or are you guys looking to add anything new to that? We are always thinking about things. It's just right now we have to kind of focus on, you know, touring and band stuff. Gotcha. So the next time we get some time off or, you know, when a clothing store decides to carry our line, mm-hmm. <laughs> then we'll do it. You know what I mean? We'll we'll start pumping out all of our ideas. But in the meantime, it's just like a it's a small boutique online store, I guess. <laughs> cool. That's that's still cool. That's how a lot of the uh, other bigger companies started out. So who knows? Well, I hope it's just, you know, it's just one more thing that, you know, Morgan and I like really, it's, it's an extension of our personality, I guess. go a little kitty with now or never before that we had the interview with mercedes and i do want to thank first and foremost not only mercedes lander but ivy and tara for allowing me to interview them also want to thank bill over at e1 and thomas over at massacre for helping arrange both of the interviews that took place uh, seriously go out and support these bands and support the band's that uh, that you like. Go out and buy their music. Go out and buy In the Black. Even if you just go out to iTunes and pick up a, a few tunes, a few different songs, I should say. Um, do that, you know. Uh, 
these people do this stuff for a living just like you or me might work our day job, so support them. And uh, anyway, um, want to wish the band luck on the ICP tour and every other endeavor that they may have the, for the remainder of the year. Excuse me. Uh, hopefully one day we can get Morgan on if uh, she's interested and we can sort of complete the entire circle there with getting everyone from Kitty on here. Oh, also want to thank uh, Jayhawk for uh, meeting up with me at the BB King show and taking a picture of, of me and Mercedes together, which you can see on the website. And uh, if you're not sure what website I'm talking about, that is MarsAttacksRadio.com. You'll find uh, not only the podcast, but you'll find reviews that I've done, uh, not only for the aforementioned Kitty and uh, God Forbid show, uh, you'll find links to reviews that I'm doing for Metal Army America, you'll find links to the Talking Metal Wire as well for different write-ups that I'm doing for them, uh, you'll also find recaps of the shows uh, that I do for Mark Striegel Radio, so that's Mars Tax Radio, if you're interested in that, uh, Thursdays, 8pm Eastern, 5pm Pacific, and there are replays on Fridays and Saturdays, so just go to the Mars Attacks Radio website, and uh, top right-hand corner there, you'll see all the replay times for not only the U.S., but Europe, Great Britain, Great Britain and, and so on. Almost had my Vivian from the Young Ones uh, accent come out there and give you a, uh, a great Britain. So, anyway... Um, what else? What else? Okay, uh, from the Mars Attacks radio website, you can also find links to the Twitter, the MySpace, and Facebook groups. Sign up, uh, stay informed, especially via the Twitter where I announce different people that I'm interviewing throughout the week on the Twitter account. And um, from there, there's also a link within uh, Mars Attacks radio to go over to Fusion Sonica, which is a Spanish-language podcast uh, that I also do. Uh, you heard the IDs. I normally don't include the IDs, but uh, since I brought up that last bit at the end regarding what uh, me and Mercedes had discussed regarding the size uh, of the other members of the band, I wanted to keep that entire thing in there and you can see what, the, what that process is like. So... Uh, anyway, Fusion Sonica, Spanish language podcast. You can find that in fusionsonica.com. Find it on iTunes. Um, from fusionsonica.com, you can download the various episodes. Um, lately, I've been doing interviews with a bunch of different uh, groups uh, from here in Spain or radio personalities. And uh, there's also some episodes with music, which is the majority. There's also a Fusion Sonica radio, which plays um, nightly on Mark Striegel Radio. And uh, Wednesdays from a radio station here in Spain called Wild Child Radio, if you're interested in that, wildchildradio.tk, and that would be Wednesdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, and for those of you on the West Coast, obviously it's three hours less, you're looking at 10 a.m. Pacific. Anyway, behind us we've had uh, Ready Aim Riot coming off of In the Black, we've done nothing but songs off of In the Black, on here, and we're going to wrap things up with one of my favorite kitty tracks. The name of the song is, and this isn't one of the more popular songs, it was a single, 
but it's sort of been put on the back burner these last few years. It's Into the Darkness. And uh, before I forget, uh, with Fusion Sonica, I am nominated for an award here for Best uh, Music Show on a Digital Format for the province that I live in here in Spain. I'll let you guys know during the next podcast where things uh, come out with that. That'll win because I'm up against a bunch of uh, you know shows that have been around forever. Uh, Fusion Sonic has been around for a little less than a year. Uh, it'll be actually a year at the end of June. So Mars Attacks actually started up in September. So uh, we're we're pretty much still in our infancy here. So there's still uh, still plenty to grow on and plenty to learn and so on and so forth. Anyway, enough of my babbling. Thanks again to Kitty. Thanks again to Bill from E1 and Thomas from Mesca Records in Europe. Uh, go out support Kitty. See them on the ICP tour. And uh, once again, thanks for listening. And in the immortal words of Mike Patton, see you. I die.